everyone. I'm Jamie DiPolo, the senior editor at breastcancer.org. Welcome to our podcast today. Our guest is Stephen Sala, who is going to talk about the unique challenges of being a man diagnosed with breast cancer. In August 2016, Stephen Sala found a small lump on the right side of his chest. His doctor thought it was a cyst, but scheduled an ultrasound to be sure. His ultrasound results were concerning, so he had a mammogram the same day followed by a needle biopsy a week later. The results showed breast cancer. He was 41. He decided to have a bilateral mastectomy to reduce his risk of contralateral disease. Pathology results showed that he had cancer in his left chest as well. His genetic test results showed he was negative for BRCA1 and BRCA2 mutations. He also had a mammoprint test to look at the genomics of the cancer, and the results showed that he had a low risk of recurrence. Stephen also will be getting an Oncotype DX test to confirm these results. Stephen says that because the cancer was detected early and because of the cancer's characteristics, the likelihood that he'll have chemotherapy is low. The cancer was hormone receptor positive, so he will be taking tamoxifen for 10 years. As he went through diagnosis and treatment, Stephen experienced a number of awkward situations. Almost all mammography offices are in women's health care centers with no consideration for men. Forms asked when he had had his last period, how many children he had given birth to, and if he were in menopause. Stephen is here today to talk about his experiences and offer some ideas on how the process can be made less clumsy for men. Stephen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Jamie. We are so um, happy that you're here because not a lot of men are diagnosed with breast cancer. I believe the statistics say it's 1% of diagnosed cases are in men. And in your case, too, not a lot of younger men are diagnosed. And I know, as we were talking earlier, um, you had a hard time just finding people to talk to about it. So... What were your initial thoughts about being diagnosed? Was it disbelief, shock? How did you feel? Well, it took me about a month before I got the actual results. Okay. So I did a little research on my own. So I was, I thought it was either a cyst or a tumor. So I was preparing myself that it could be cancer. So I did a lot of research. It took me about four weeks to really get my results back. So I was prepared for that. But once I found out, um, I start telling people that I had a tumor on my chest. I had a lump on my chest that was, that was cancer. So I wasn't telling people immediately that I had breast cancer because I didn't know how to say that to, to friends, family, and to anybody. So it was easier to say cancer than breast cancer? It was easy, easy, easy to say that I had cancer on my chest. I had okay. a tumor on my chest. Now, did you feel there was a stigma associated with a man having breast cancer? Yeah, de- definitely. Yeah. Definitely, um, especially when I went to get my mammogram. I went into a women's center, and they were asking me questions about my period and my menstrual cycle and things like that. So that automatically gave me that stigmatism that, you know, I, men shouldn't have this disease or men don't get this, this, this disease. So. Okay. Definitely. And how did your male friends react? So I, they reacted pretty much the same way everybody has reacted, that I didn't know men get breast cancer. I didn't know men had, had breasts. I didn't know they, they had tissue. Um, they were shocked. I would say 95% of them were shocked um, when I eventually came out and told people that I had breast cancer. So it's just that predisposition of men thinking that there's no way they, they can get breast cancer. And talk to me a little bit, because you are younger, you're 41, 
Um, what kind of had to happen in your mind to accept the diagnosis of breast cancer and talk about it and tell people, yes, I have breast cancer as opposed to I have cancer on my chest? Well, because I did the research and I understood the disease a little more and I had a really great team and I do have a great team. My medical team is unbelievable. So they've helped me through this whole process from day one when I had my mammogram where I met Polly, the, the nurse um, at Suburban Community. Um, they just helped, helped me feel comfortable about the disease and just doing research. And I have a very good support um, system behind me that have really helped me um, get through this whole process. Okay. So. And you said the reaction of your male friends was the same as female friends. I just wondered, were women uh, maybe a little more empathetic or uh, more knowledgeable? I, I'm just curious because since it is considered a woman's disease. Sure. Um, I would say they were more empathetic, but men were also empathetic, um, even though that they had no idea. They were, I have a lot of friends that have come to me that since have gone to the doctors, gotten physicals, checked other lumps, not even on their chest, um, in other areas that I had two, two friends that went last week. That's great. So just by having me talk about it, had them just check themselves out um, and go to the doctors. And even at, at my age, at our age, they, they went to the doctors and felt okay with saying, I have a lump, can we get this taken? Can we take a look at this? So a couple small good things sure. came out of yeah. it, which is Just great. Just in the last week itself. Um, and I know you talked about you know, being asked how many children you've had. Are you in menopause last period? Um, what to you was the most awkward thing that happened when, as you were going through diagnosis and, and treatment? Like I said earlier, that, that first time I went in to get my mammogram, um, I was sent in to just get an ultrasound, and I went into a women's center. Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as you walk in, it's women's OBGYN center, breast center. So initially right there, that's, that was the initial awkwardness that I felt. And then moving forward from there, um, I just educated myself, and I was, I was okay with it at that point. Um, like I said, with my support system and people, you know, really supported me. And, I didn't get any bad feedback from from anybody, and it just went from there. So, and I I'm imagining you had to do a little bit of education too, perhaps with staff in the center, or perhaps with other people there, because I'm imagining, and this could be wrong, but I'm imagining that when somebody sees a man in a mammogram center, they figure he's there with a woman right. and supporting and. You were not. Yeah, I, I, I went actually went in by myself because oh, we did. had we had no idea that we didn't think it was going to be cancer, so it was a, kind of a routine exam. Okay. Uh, my my primary care physician said just go in; it's probably a cyst, but get this ultrasound. So thinking nothing of it, we went in. I went in by myself as a man, not knowing that I'm going into a women's center. I probably would have took my wife at that point. Um, but went in and got tested, and then in it, right from the, right from that ultrasound, they put me in to get a mammogram, and that's when I knew that it was probably something serious. They saw something that they didn't like, and then from there they sat me down and said, "You need to get a biopsy." But from that point on, from the nurse to my surgeon, they've communicated with me, educated me, um, really just um, been there for me and gave me every piece of information that I asked for. 
Okay. That 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 was a big help with my whole attitude right now and my recovery right now. Okay. And since you've been through this and kind of experienced the the clumsiness, the awkwardness, do you have suggestions on things that could perhaps change or be made more accommodating? I think it needs to start with your primary care physician. I think they need to do tests. They need, when they do the physicals on men, Mm -hmm. they should be checking and they should be educating you. And I think they need to be educated more. Initially, they said, there's no way you have breast cancer. You're, you're young, 41. Mm-hmm. You're in great shape. Your blood works great. It's, it's just a cyst. So not, he didn't prepare me too well that for, the, for that news and didn't prepare me that where I'm going to send you is a women's center. Oh, so, so you had no idea. No, I had no idea. So I just went, and I was trying to go that day, but they couldn't see me that day. Okay. I had no idea what I, I was going to the hospital, and that was it. So I wasn't prepared. So I think it starts at that initial expectation and setting that up and educating from the very beginning. So I think that, that would have helped, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm, I'm okay with things. It, it mm-hmm. took me a little while, but I'm okay sure. at this point. And maybe some forms? tailored to men forms um information online to everything talks about women um, when you start doing research it's all about women how to check it's it's going right. to be a it's right. going to be a woman that 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 you see on the internet right. so just from that um the form should say are you a male or female mm-hmm. maybe not going into a women's center but that that might be hard to change um, right because it's it's so predominant. It's so predominant at this point. But just, I think initially, having, I think your primary care physician should educate you a little bit more. Okay. And set, set those expectations up front. And I think that would help okay. going into that situation. Did, you know, since you tested positive for a gene mutation, or no, you did not. I did I, not. Excuse me, I'm no. sorry. And did, um, does breast cancer run in your family, though? Was that, was there any family history? It does not. Um, Cancer really doesn't run in my family either, so there was no reason for them to think that I had cancer or breast cancer, um, even be tested for it. So it was, I found it on my own. I found the lump on my own. So Mm -hmm. it was my own doing and being okay with it and going to the doctor immediately that early, detected it very early. Prognosis looks very good at this point. And I'm curious too. Um, I know we, you talked about like a self-exam, and all the examples online feature women. Um, have you, now that you've been through this, are you educating men about how to do an, a self-exam? Because, yes. as you said, perhaps primary care doctors aren't necessarily as aware of this as they should sure. be. So it could, like, men are going to have to be their own advocates. They do it to be their own advocates. They need to check, but then when they go to get their physical they need to talk to their primary care physician mm-hmm. and let them know that I have a friend or I know somebody that's my age that had breast cancer that please check me mm-hmm. and do the, do the exam on me. So you definitely have to keep be aware of your own body, mm-hmm. but also you almost have to educate the primary care physician and let them know that this is, this is, this could happen. This could happen to me. It happened to, it's very rare, but it does right. happen. It does. Yeah. Right. It happens. And, and, from what I know, the uh, the way to do a breast self-exam on a man is pretty similar to the way a woman would do it. Sure. It's just, you know, a, a different sort of shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to be very aware of just changes in your body. So know sure. what's 
the way it's always been and then notice if anything changes. And it's, it's easier on a, ma- on a male because they don't have as much tissue. Right. So it's easier. Like for me, I saw it. Oh, okay. So it's actually sticking You out. could actually see it by the way I move my arms. Okay. So it's easier for a, ma- a male to, to find a lump. So it's just that it's their predisposition that if they do find a lump, they don't go to the doctors. They don't think it could happen to them. And that's why 400 and I think 40 men die each year from breast cancer and only 26 are diagnosed. So it's a high percentage of men that, that die because they're, they're waiting too long. So it's a very treatable disease when they go and get looked at immediately. Sure. When they find that lump. Um, you're the father. You have three young kids. Um, how did you talk to your children about this, or did you? I did. I, um, I waited a couple weeks because um, my surgery was scheduled a month out from okay. when I got diagnosed. So we took time. Um, I actually sat down my oldest son first by himself. Mm-hmm because he was going to understand it a little bit more and um, be more level-headed with it. So we sat down and I I spoke to him about it, that it's breast cancer, um, that it's very curable, very treatable. We caught it early, that I'm going to have surgery done. And then about a week later, we told my twins, who are 11. Okay. And they were, we told, we were were honest with them. Mm -hmm. Um, We told them exactly what it was, that I'm going to have surgery, that I'm not going to be able to do some things with them for the next month or two months. But um, once I have the surgery, everything's going to be out of me, and we're going to recover well from it. So we were very honest with them. Mm-hmm. But they're at an age at 13 and 11 that um, they understand it a little bit. Okay. They've, been, they've been around it. They've been around friends and family that have had cancer. Okay. So they're, they're very aware of it. Did they think it was strange that you as a man had breast cancer? I'm just curious if that sort of societal idea had filtered down to kids that young yeah they they did they did not okay so they they had if they did they didn't tell us so they haven't said anything like that Mm -hmm. um i've been very public about it and talked a lot about it at this point so they're hearing things but they they haven't really said a whole lot to me about it but they've been they've been good with us um i definitely told them that it's not contagious that was one question that they're going to most kids are going to ask, is sure. it contagious? Can they get it? Mm-hmm. Um, are they su- susceptible of getting this disease? Mm-hmm. And we assure them that it's not contagious at that point. So right. that's another thing you really have to go over with the kids. Right. Well, in, in a way, that's kind of good because they don't have any preconceived notions and now they can just be aware. Like, this is mm-hmm. something we need to think about. Sure. You know. Um, now, you talked about it was a little bit hard to find support find other people similar people with the same diagnosis um and i know you did find someone and it was kind of serendipitous and i'm wondering if you could share that story so i wasn't looking for the advice i wasn't looking for these support groups but we happened to run into um, an individual that is a survivor six-year survivor he's part of the male breast cancer coalition the day before my surgery in new york city he was on the Today Show with uh, about 10 other women that were survivors, and one, the one male really stood out to me because he was talking about um, that he was a cancer survivor for six years, and I'm already having these, this anxiety of going through surgery the next day. So I immediately walked over to Michael Singer and had a conversation with him. So I was open about it. And from there on, I didn't know he was part of that organization. From there on, he started emailing me, they connected me with this organization. They've been 
wonderful. They've given me so much support. I've connected with a lot of other folks through that organization, read their stories, and know that there's other people like me out there. So that was that was by fate. I don't know if I would ever found them. My surgeon had given me at the hospital three um, sites to go on. Said, "Don't go crazy. Don't don't start looking at research and looking all all this information. There's three sites that we want you to look at. Don't don't go on the internet and start diagnosing things." So I didn't do that. I I didn't even. I didn't even go on those sites. I went on maybe one or two and did a little bit of research, and I just took the advice from my doctor at that point. Okay. And then when I met this group, um, from there, it's been great. It's they, They've helped me uh, raise awareness, start talking about and feeling comfortable about it and having conversations about it. And you mentioned you had a, a strong support network, and I know your family has been very supportive. Um, what was different about finding these other men that had been diagnosed? What what sort, what sort additional things did they help you with? Uh, really the emotional piece of it. Um, going through um, what their emotions were, how they're reacting to certain um, um, treatments. Um, just really trying to, because everybody's different. Um, women are gonna react differently to tamoxifen. Men are gonna react differently to tamoxifen or chemotherapy. And, just so just having that support there having that emo- more emotional support has been very helpful to me okay and really just having to i see what they do they're they, they're raising awareness every day that this group and it's it's awesome and more more and more people and are hearing about it now okay and one last question what advice now that you've been through the diagnosis um some treatment but continuing with treatment if another man is recently diagnosed would you have advice for him what would you say if they're diagnosed or that they found well either or yeah. i mean would or would it be different so yeah so if they found a lump um, definitely go immediately go to your doctor um, have that conversation and have them check you out and and you know educate yourself also on what it could be um, if you are diagnosed, I would say they could contact me. They look at Male Breast Cancer Coalition. Um, they're, they're a great support group. Look at the information that you have at breastcancer.org. Um, there's some other local organizations, too, that could, could provide advice. But be open and honest and talk to your family about it and get that support system. That really helps with your attitude and your recovery, having people behind you. Okay. Stephen, thank you so much. Thank um, you. I think this is going to help a lot of people, and I am so grateful that you decided to share your story and be public with us so that we can help educate a bunch of other people. Great. Any way I could help. I appreciate it. Thanks, as always, for listening. These podcasts, along with all the other vital content and community support at breastcancer.org, only exist because of the generous donations of listeners like you. Please visit the breastcancer.org slash support page to learn how you can help us keep our services free for the millions of people who depend on us.